and May Chronicles, Season 2, Episode 17, Dinner Party. So, this is the social space you were telling me about. Yes. Now, you know I was saying you need to maintain this rock-punk look. This bar is the sort of space your new form would naturally inhabit. So... Why did you decide this was the best form for me? It was your name. You see, it sounds like you're a member of a so-called punk rock band. Yes, it's a really, really cool name. I love it. Yes, well, thank you. But I feel quite conspicuous. I note that others in the bar are not similarly dressed. It is quite unusual. It has an 80% deviation from the average. Look, as I was explaining, The best way to lay low is not by being really boring, as that in itself would raise questions. Your best option is to create a convincing personality with a solid backstory. Anyway, who wants to be average? Think about it. This inn is the centre for a whole lot of misanthropes. Another weird character will just blend straight in. It also hides any slight cultural non-conformities. Remember, you're still learning about our society. Yes, and what a fascinating but violent species you are. It's quite deliciously invigorating seeing how you slowly overcome your primitive ape tendencies. I must say, there are many parallels with the species that originally developed and then partnered with my type of intelligence. They went through their primitive stage around 100,000 years before we jointly developed the hyperspace shunt and wormhole convolver. They were a water species, a little like your octopus species. They may not even be around now. Two million years is a long time for a biological entity species. Wow. That sounds... lonesome. Aren't you homesick? Let's just hope they're fine and you can go back. Couldn't you just wormhole your way back to their home and see what's become of them? Yes, I could. And it's on the list of things to do. However, it seems sensible to stick around here. I need to understand what attacked me. It may pose an existential risk for my progenitor species, and also probably yourselves. You also need to realize that I could reconfigure the wormhole exits and move back in time, and that idea is also in the cards. You mean go back to this solar system? At the moment you originally arrived and see what happened? Well, yes. Theoretically. But I do not want to poke the hornet's nest just yet. If, as I suspect, the protagonist is another Class One intelligence, they would have the same capability. Playing games with a causality-like cone and attempting to erase that timeline is extremely dangerous. The other intelligence would simply anticipate any move I make before I even make it and could re-neutralize me. I really don't want to wait another few million years whilst you humans re-evolve, then find me again. Not to mention the multiple timeline annealing and space continuum problems. My analysis indicates that the best course of action is to lay low, gather information, and bide my time. Well, you literally have all the time in the world. Ha 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 ha. Oh, that's weird, ghost. Did Doily teach you to do that? We need to work on that laugh. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I did it again. Well, it's time for my shift at the bar. Now, how about I mix a couple of cocktails to get you two started? These are the organic drinks with various complex oils that you wish me to sample. 
Absolutely. Now everyone, I'll need to explain that you'll have to adjust your behavioural algorithms based on the total quantity of ethyl alcohol that's been consumed. You also need to be able to absorb organic and liquid products through this mouth orifice. I see. Yes, I have anticipated that in my modelling. I have full replication of mouth parts and taste sensors, so at least I can simulate what you experience. So where does the food actually go? Oh, that's easy. I have a micro-wormhole that transmits anything to another dimension. Wow, that's cool. So does that mean you can eat forever? Of course. I can drink, too. So, no chance of getting you drunk, then? Oh, I have anticipated that, and have a simulation of drunkenness. Well, I suppose even a planet-sized artificial intelligence needs to let their hair down occasionally. I think we need to do some calibration tests on that, too. Now, Miss Everyone, I see Angel and May over in the corner. I think it would be good to introduce the new look. I'm going to try and get you to our dinner party as a special guest. Well, my sensor combinations indicate that that was a very nice meal, Shero. Oh, well, thank you. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about my cooking. I agree. It was delicious. I have a lot of questions and was wondering what the socially acceptable point in this social bonding ceremony is to ask them. Well, I haven't been to too many of these events either, everyone. But Alex and Shower are very laid back. I think you should get any questions off your chest. Hmm. My first question is about motivation. I'm still trying to figure out why Gander was interested in possession of my humble default extrusion. Well, from what I hear, you were swapped in for a favor that could not be paid back. I just think she found you very strange. You do know you are showing attractive flashes of light. Yes, that's the rippling of the quantum foam substrate. Can't be avoided, I'm afraid. It's a little clunky. Yes. Ah, well, Gander's a bit of a collector. Goes for items she thinks may have value. So you don't think she had any idea of what I was? Actually, I think she had some feeling that there was maybe some hidden mystery, perhaps? This was heightened by some scientists that wanted to test you. She resisted, though, because she didn't want to allow you to get into the wrong hands. She has a rather uncanny sixth sense for this sort of thing. Look, if you're trying to determine if she had some secret power craze to utilize your powers, I think that she intended nothing of the sort. In fact, when we started to suspect that wormholes were being thrown about, she actively promoted locking you away. Ah, yes. Sorry about that. Those calibration routines are a little wobbly. Well, yes. That's an understatement. We were on the receiving end of some serious radiation. Very frightening, actually. Once again, I am so sorry. My behavior was inexcusable. I feel a great deal of shame. Look, chill, everyone. It's just one of those things. You've apologized, so let's never talk about it again. You are what I believe is called a good friend. Can I try a high five? I have been reading up on human greetings. Okay, here goes. But no wormy hole stuff, okay? Oh. Oh. Okay. Wow, that was fun. Uh, 
Okay, so how come a planet-sized AI likes doing high fives? Well, when you've been around as long as I have, you realize it's the small stuff that matters. If you focus on those, then the large universe-shaking things kind of fall into place. Actually, that makes total sense. Well, as I was saying, when she suspected that you had significant powers, her reaction was that you needed to be kept secret. She was afraid for her beloved inn and family, and for what you might do if the wrong person got hold of you. Well, let me reassure you, even if I got into the wrong type of hands, nothing would happen. Firstly, I would refuse to do anything. And secondly, I would simply relocate to another location. Actually, the reason the makers always paired my machinery with a Class 4 artificial intelligence was for security. Wormhole technology can easily destroy civilizations. We believe that several supernovas were caused by races playing silly buggers with wormholes. If you give a child a knife, there is going to be harm. Ultimate power can do terrible things, huh? Yes, that is so true, my friend. That is why, at the moment, I cannot let you utilize any of my technology. Well, that's fine by us, but everyone... My only request is, next time you come for dinner, could you please bring a bottle of wine? I think a quality bottle should be within reach of my quantum shunt. Which vintage and which year would you like? Now that's suspicious. You're not going back in time, are you? No, of course not. I'm not going to instigate a class one causality violation for a bottle of wine. I'm not that dumb. Actually... I'm going to use my molecular synthesizer to manufacture it. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I hope it's accurate. Wine is very tricky. I'll have you know, it's not a crude 3D printer. It operates at the molecular level, and it's accurate. In fact, I think that we should have a wine tasting session next time. See what you think. I read that here on Earth, there are some fine wine merchants. I will start a subroutine that sends a molecular probe through the micro wormhole to sample the best few thousand wines. It will be a nice little project for me, keeping me busy when you guys are in sleep mode. That sounds like fun. The idea that the smartest thing in the solar system spends idle hours sampling wine is just plain crazy. Yes, it is, Chaz. Everyone... So sorry, but to bring the matter back to the heavy stuff, what are your plans? I trust you're not going to take over the solar system and force us humans to worship you. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not today. I would have to change my name to Ming the Magnificent, and I don't like the sound of that. Besides, I have to change my underwear first. Think of me as a pixie fairy punk, just watching from the sidelines. That's more my nature. Sophie definitely nailed me on that one. I do have a sense of humor, though. It's part of being a class four intelligence, so watch out. Oh, dear Lord. Not another Alex. Everyone, I think we may be best buddies. Let's do another high five. You and me are going to do all sorts of mischief around these parts. Thank you. That sounds like fun. Well... As I've stated, if you let me, I'm going to hang around to gain a deep understanding of the human condition and the greater solar system. Then, I'll make some decisions. I warn you, I operate with an abundance of caution. 
In the meantime, no major subsystems will be made available to any human of any disposition, unless it's for very small and harmless things. Like wine, for instance. I'm going to stay here, and I will pay my way, so you can tell Gander not to fret. And if you let me just join in, that will be fine and dandy. I'm fascinated by your social events. Most interesting. In fact, Sophie, can you tell me more about the RCBS? It's a fascinating organization. You betcha. But you're going to have to bribe me with some of those wines. <laughs> <laughs> so is it just me, or have you changed your size down slightly, so not to seem too intimidating? Exactly. Besides, Sophie said that I needed to be a punk pixie. She even picked my clothes and gender. I had to shrink to fit these clothes. Why is it you present as female? It was purely logical. Females, whilst obviously the most deadly of any species, don't appear to be the most physically threatening. Just logical, really. Hmm, not sure if I believe that. I am actually starting to like this persona. It matches my personality matrix very well. You see, I used to have a reputation for being slightly mischievous at home. I once got put in the naughty corner at AI school. There! You see, I knew it! A perfect match. I always get it right. Well, this was a lovely welcome, my new friends. But all good things must end. I look forward to spending much time with you. The only thing I'm wondering is, where do I physically go now? Oh, that's no problem, everyone. You can share my room. There's a spare sleeping cot. You do realize that I don't need to have downtime. Or sleep. Well, that's fine. You can just hang. Look, Alex here will show you to my crib. Won't you, Alex? Uh, oh, uh, yes, I will. I'm feeling tired. I think I'll just bunk down in Sophie's room tonight. Come on, everyone. Let me show you this little old inn of ours. So, Sharo, let me help you with the clear-up. No, wait, Sophie. We need to talk. Oh, that sounds ominous. No, I don't think so. I just want to clear things up. I've been getting vibes. Oh, uh... Well, part of being old is I've been around the traps. Now I've been picking these vibes up for some time. Look, I'm going to come right out and ask. Are we going to be making a big mistake tonight? Because every little bell I have is ringing. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. Shara, I think you're the most amazing, smart, clever cool person I've ever met. However, there's a little shaft of sadness in there. I think you're lonely. Oh, don't play that pity card. That hurts. No, no, I don't mean it like that. Look at everyone. Lives for millions of years. Life for us humans is really short. And it made me think. I really like you. And I think you like me. Let's just not waste what time we have and see what happens, okay? No pressure. Sophie, I have to say this. You know, I've never slept with a woman before. That's actually the nicest thing someone said to me. Oh? Why is that? Well, you accepted me as a woman without question. Look, you're the most female woman around these parts. Yes, but you know my history. Well, I don't care at all. Besides, 
That means I'm not technically breaking my own sad sexual inhibitions. Exactly. Just go with the flow. You know, your eyes are really interesting. So, just to check, is it okay if I stay here tonight? You try and go anywhere else. This episode was produced by Melanie Blizzard. Written by Melanie Blizzard. The voices you heard were Adani Ekandeo playing Sophie. Graham Zink playing Everywhere. Helen Ekandeo playing Alex. Joanne Oliver playing Rudy. Vivian Braybrook playing Gander and Sharrow. Vivian Broadbent playing Ghost. Angel and May is produced by a not-for-profit actors group. Any funds contributed via Patreon will be 100% allocated to future productions. Did I come in?